Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sonic Talk, episode 732. Uh, we're basking in the post-Synthfest UK, which is the first kind of big uh uk show i think since uh since before covid so we've been you know we've uh, th th that's part of what we're doing um but actually we're an electronic music or music technology podcast i should say it's not just electronic music anything to do with music production synthesizers drum machines software distribution artificial intelligence streaming all that kind of stuff it's all there and i want to say thank you very much and welcome to everybody uh it's nice to see folks in the chat room we've got uh rob gs lady aptitude Wagyu, of course, and I want to say a big thank you to Wagyu for his uh, his diligent work at uh, fending off the lonely ladies who seem to inhabit our chat room. I think they've figured out that there may be a lot of single men of a certain age uh, that are looking for love, uh, but maybe not. Maybe they've got it completely wrong. You might all be completely happy. Um, so anyway, Wagyu's keeping them out of there. He's taking one for the team, uh, and want to thank also Dom for uh, his work behind the scenes, which is giving us all of this kind of great uh, chat into connectivity. Uh, so big news first. I'm going to start with something really big because I want to tell you about uh, we're doing our EMOM night, which we've been mentioning, uh, and it's actually live now. So if you're interested in going, actually, I can press a go button, can't I? If I do that, then uh, EMOM, that's the wrong thing. But there you go. That, there's the there's the tickets. I'll, I'll have to go back to it now. I don't know why it did that. But uh, hey, let me see. Can I go back? Yeah, there we go, Emom Night. So if you want to check that out, uh, we're going to be doing that on the 26th of November in the UK in Bath. There will be a live stream as well. Uh, Jamie will know all about this because we have uh, Mr. Jamie uh, from Geosynth there. There he is. Uh, uh, in his full out of uh, depth of field focus glory, uh, T-shirt nice. matching the chair. <laughs> makes, you, <laughs> makes you look like you're wearing some kind of uh, aquila. Blending in. I'm blending in. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe this is your first time. This is, uh, it is I'm yeah, surprised. Yeah. I, I couldn't yeah. quite. I it couldn't, and it's, yeah, it's, I, it's definitely an honour to, to be on as well. Uh, yeah, definitely been looking forward to this when you asked me. Excellent. Well, I'm glad we could have you. We did see you briefly at. Uh, at Synthfest, but we'll get onto a bit of that before. I, I will introduce the rest of the guests, but I'm just going to throw, because I've been doing some really bad Patreon advertising at the beginning of the show, and I actually wrote it down and made a voiceover this time. So I'm going to play that because it feels like I should at least give it a go and see whether it was improved. So yes, please do uh, take a listen. Why not consider supporting us on Patreon? As well as the warm feeling you get, there are plenty of benefits. Ad-free videos of most of our monetized content, Sonic Talk pre-show, samples from some of our reviews in decent sampler form, which is a free format as well as patch downloads for other synths and uh, units other exclusive videos you could save 12 percent on a year up front and if you're in before the end of the show your name will appear in the end credits top tier supporters only thanks for listening there we go that felt like i actually you know i i wrote down what i wanted to say and i said it but yes please do consider supporting us on patreon um it's 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 a good fun gang. Uh, anyway, I, I won't go on. I've already just done that, haven't I? Uh, and we've also got Mr. Yoad Nevo, who's there from Nevo Sound, his studio, uh, where he is uh, mixing at the helm of the massive mixing machine and production, as well as working for Waves. I don't know what you're working on. You probably can't tell us. But is it is it mixing or software-based, Yoad? Um, a lot of software-based stuff. We just released... Um the Spherix compressor, which is a surround uh, Dolby Atmos 7.1.4 7 .1 compressor. Um, 
which I'm very proud of. It sounds really good, if I may say so myself. But um, <laughs> you may, yeah, working on steaming ahead with lots of. I, I mean, I literally finished a meeting now. I have like two mixes on the go um, and other other stuff. Um, that's basically meaning to say that I didn't do my homework properly. I literally had <laughs> three minutes to go over the the items of the show, of the show. So I'll try to pretend as if I know anything about it. Okay, as well, usual. that's all right. That's well, what I always do. Yeah, well, no. Well, I mean, <laughs> there comes a point in one's career when it, when winging it is actually good enough, and it's a it's a great place to get to, um, because just you know all of the experience and knowledge you've amassed, you're bound to have something to say, and uh, much appreciated. Uh, right. Okay. Oh, it looks like we might have we got a. Ah, no, Synthpunk makes the big fuss. Oh, I thought that might have been a lonely lady who got through. Not this time. Um, and we've also got Mr. Dom Hawkin, who's here uh, from uh, slight, slightly networkly challenged, we, we believe. Uh, we saw Dom be, yeah. on the weekend. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I Mr. Wickmaker. Kind of... Yeah. Oops. Uh, keep me... Oh, I am challenged, aren't I? Yeah, well, that's all right. We'll just have to see how we go. Uh, lovely to see you again. Uh, we saw uh, Dom up at Synth Fest uh, and had dinner. And, uh, yeah, it was great. And I met, got to meet Robert Fat Dust, who Hench. I've never met before. Hench. Yeah, Hench. And I hadn't before, and I felt uh, I, I didn't realise it was him. <laughs> I was like, Dom. <laughs> anyway, how are you, no, Dom? You good. recovered? I'm good. It was, yeah, sort of, just about. Um it was a it was a really really busy time, uh, and it was really uh, good and interesting to be over the other side of the fence because I was working on the. Suggested to Soma that they might want a presence there, and I and drew the short straw. And said, okay, so me and the wonderful Rob uh, got a bunch of Soma kit and put a stand together up there. And it, honestly, it was it was brilliant. It made me realise that particularly with some of the slightly more expensive kit, you know, it's not an impulse purchase kind of kit. People just, it's obvious, really, people don't get a chance to try them out. And at that level of sort of kit, it's like you probably, and then on and return them so much, you might do it with a cheaper bit of kit. But I think that the mentality is, you know, I'm not going to buy a, an OB6 and return it, you know, just every day and to see what happens and try out all this different kit. So a lot of people at that show simply hadn't had the chance yet uh, to try out and listen to what some of this stuff sounds like. And the number of happy faces, you put the headphones on and you hold the keys and it's like, oh, wow, you know, now I get it. It was, was brilliant to see. And the whole vibe of the show was... I mean, it was it was like a post-COVID, everyone's got it back together again yeah. uh, environment mm. and really special. It was really, really good, really, really good. So very happy and exhausting, exhausting. I know it's exhausting for you to, to go around with cameras and Jamie was doing cameras and filming and the, the, the shows and everything. Um, but even just standing up behind the thing and, 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 and repeating yourself and meeting everyone is, wow, draining. I don't know how they do three days uh, of doing that it's, uh, in Berlin or whatever. One day I was... Yeah. I was absolutely crashed to be yeah honest, well brilliant, you can imagine good. sort of with with uh with with uh jet lag nam is uh equally challenging oh, I'm yeah, sort of bigger, course, yeah. yeah so some of the big shows can get really good but uh, yeah I, I should point out for those of you perhaps wondering what we're talking about this is actually uh synth fest uk that was in sheffield at the weekend on the saturday uh, great news it was all sold out and all the exhibitor space had gone so there's lots of stuff in fact you want to check we've got a ton of videos out there in fact we may have a question or two about that coming up when we get your questions in fact if you've got any questions for us stick them in the comments live comments uh you 
could do them in Twitch, in IRC or in YouTube. Uh, just start it with a QQ and it will show up. We have got quite a lot, so I'll hopefully we'll we'll start to get through them with the backlog. We did some great show and we got through uh, a bunch last week with uh, Brian and Chris and um, the rest of the gang. Uh, so, yeah, and Gaz. So, yeah, we did get some more. But And Jamie, so you're, uh, for you, the show... Um, was was more sort of behind the scenes because you were operating the seminar room and filming stuff because it was sound on sound show and, it was, and you were doing some of the video stuff for them as well right am i if i'm correct in saying that yeah that's right yeah i've been mean, I've, I've ever since 2018 um i've done sort of videos for them i did 2018 and 19 um a bit like you trying to run around but <laughs> it was half killing me so uh they had me back um actually 17 18 do that and 19 i did seminars and they had me back this year to do seminars again and it's just a case of you know plunking the cameras out and recording the uh, the different people there and they were very good there was uh paul whifford who was the sound designer for vangelis stevie wonder Shah, and he was doing his talk and going through uh, some of the things he'd done um, there was 50 years of EMU modular, um, which was, uh, I was really interested actually. Um, that was, uh, trying to get all the people, Tony Ride and Rob Keeble, who's done a little bit with Behringer and a little guest appearance from Dave Rossum as well. And then, oh, uh, nice. there was, uh, uh, Sarah Anglis who did a bit with, uh, um, a theremin and then Emom. There was an Emom at the end. Yeah. You did an Emom really there as well. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, all the fun of the fair. And I guess those videos will be online soon. I mean, we've we kind of finished our stuff because it's it, it we'll do it in one big lump, but yours is going to be longer form and require quite a lot more render time, I'd imagine. So, yeah, yeah. Yes. they're, they're yeah. In massive files. There's been steam coming off my computer. <laughs> or was well, it me? Yeah, either, both. Anyway, well, uh, lovely to have our guests in the house. And uh, we do have topics as well, because there is some news. And the first bit of news is going to be, uh, let me see if I can get to it. Uh, yeah, there was a, a new um, 1010 music device. And uh, here it is. It's the Razzmatazz. It's new, one of the new nano boxes in a fetching pink. This is an eight-channel drum machine slash sampling FM synthesis machine with effects. Oh, let me get that out of the way. You can see all of the stuff. Uh, drum pads and percussion. Again, very small. I'm quite liking the pink. And uh, yeah, it's available now. I think it's, uh, it sounds pretty good actually, because I've got one here. If it's a little fiddly, uh, but somehow it works. 399 US, so it's the same sort of price. I mean, it's, you know, I think we're into the new generation of, you know, things just cost more because <laughs> of, you know, uh, because they just do. I mean, it just—it's harder to, to, for the little guys to make things at like knockdown prices because they haven't got massive Chinese factories and warehouses full of uh, components that uh, they can hoard. Anyway, I, I thought I'd throw that one. I've actually got one here, uh, which is and so sort of touchscreen touch affair, and then you can edit the voices, uh, and it's got a little sequencer in it. Um, and um, it's, it's the usual kind of thing, very modal. So depending on where you touch on the screen depends what happens. So I touch there, I touch there, it's the sequencer. And then if I go back, the sequencer is, oh, I have to come back out here. Yeah, it's, it, I, for, for me, it's, it's, it's a tad on the kind of uh, fiddly side, but it does actually sound pretty good. I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 the one thing that I will say, as a small drum so sort of synthesis source, it's really, you know, pocket size and it is you know, there's some beefy stuff in there, that's for sure. What do you reckon? I think it's really cute. I think that I like the idea of having 
um, a sort of a high-level modular system. So instead of rather than having oscillators and filters and you know uh, all the other stuff which which you have to patch in order to create a sound, I like the idea of taking a step back, like zoom zooming out, and having lots of different kind of modules. Each one is a synth, or each one is as a drum machine, or each one is a whole kind of. Uh, so you don't have to dig deep, but you can kind of integrate them in in different ways. And this looks it reminds me of uh, like a stomp pedal kind mm, of board yeah. thing when when you look at them all together. So I think that it's a uh, it's a fun it's a fun thing to have. I would say for me, it's probably a bit fiddly. Um, and I'm the kind of guy who would, the, my first question would be, can you edit it on screen? And then it brings us to, to the question, like if you can edit it on screen, then you might as well have a plugin. You know what I mean? That's where, that's where, I'm, that's where I'm coming from. Like even with the yeah. Hydrosynth, the first thing I did was to download the editor. Even though you can do everything on it, but I, I like the. Um, at the same time, it's it looks it looks cool. I, I'm not aware of their other processors and and kind of uh, boxes. So, um, is it just synths and uh, and stuff, or are there any processors and things you um, can run? Yeah, there's the drum no, no, there's, through there's, and stuff. Yeah. There, there are uh, there's a compressor. There are two effect sends, uh, lots of filters. Uh, I think there are two filters per voice, which are multi-mode, uh, and it's it's actually yeah. There's quite a lot in there, and um, much as there is again with the with all the ten ten stuff, you know, they pack a lot of things mm -hmm. in. That's for sure. So yeah, I, I but I don't know. I ju just wanted to find this one. Uh, Mr. Mr. Gump, Gump, I can't pronounce that. Remember, iPad 2021 is 320 plus powered hub. So it's, that's not, I mean, it's a little bit more expensive and obviously you need software as well. I don't know. It's interesting. I know, Jamie, did you get a chance to try it? The other Nanobox, the Fireball and the, uh, I forgot what the other one's called. Um, but Yeah, the, the Lemon the Drop, ones. the yellow one. Yeah, lemon drop, yeah I, I have tried them. I think they're great little things. And um, uh, Yoad's right. Yeah, if, you, if you've got like a screen, you use a computer, you want to go that extra level. But really, these are for in a sort of dim lit club, aren't they, really? That's what they are. They're, it's the whole family of them because each one does mm. its own dedicated thing. And, you know, going to the thing, what you're doing with the EMOM and what I've done with them, I see, I don't see big keyboards at those types of events. Uh, I see these little tiny boxes, Volkers and these, and this is this is where they're going to really sort of take off. Uh, 399, mm. it's a lot of gosh, really, but like you say, the word... Yeah, I don't know what that works It's yeah. a little bit off these days, but, um, but it does a lot, doesn't it? Samples and... I mean, I've got synths that yeah. don't even do that. So, you know, the playback <laughs> samples, but don't sample themselves. So, yeah, I think they're great little units. Um, I think what they're missing is a bit like um, like a, a drum pad that would connect to all of them, you know, or talk Like a USB host mode. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Something I know what you're saying. All, yeah, so... all of these little ones together. Um, or they could do it in their... Uh, the, the uh, bigger ones that they've done, but some kind of controller aspect to it all. Uh, that'll work well, I think. 
But yeah, I'd yeah, love to yeah. have a go. I don't know if my sausages would uh, would work on it. Yeah, well, they're they're quite responsive, actually, Dom. Uh, um, the, the, the touch screens. The only thing that I'm finding, uh, I have to say, is it's yet another USB powered thing, and there's only so many mm -hmm. USB power supplies I've got in my studio, and I can't plug. <laughs> the audio interface or anything else that's powered that's connected by audio into the same hub because you just get these massive ground loops. So what we yeah. need is someone to come up with, like you know, like the Roland MX-1, which is a great concept where you just plug USB stuff in, it powers it, and it brings the audio signals in. I don't think these do audio USB, but to bring them all together into a little ecosphere that you could just power and bring mm. the audio in and then you don't have to worry about it, but sadly... That's yeah, I've got case. so many yeah. hubs running now. Surgeon DJing, you know, with live modular stuff uh, with the sampley one, just throwing in loops as an extra kind of loop player. Um, how, I've I've not picked one up because I was stuck behind the. Are they solid? Are they are they a bit plasticky in the way that they feel? Which sorry, the uh, I mean, you cut off a little bit. What the the, sorry, the, the black box, the, 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 the nano boxes, boxes the blue, no, oh, the, the nano, the yellow like, itself. How solid does it feel? Um, it's. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's a bit like a kind of mini KP. I mean, it's not, mm. you know, it's plastic, but yeah, it's not poorly made. I mean, it's just, yeah. it, it just feels, the problem I think is, is because it's so small, it uh, gives the impression that it perhaps should be less expensive. It doesn't mean that Well, I was going to say, yeah, I'm, yeah. A, I'm a big fan of, of Tenton. I got their original sampler box, you know, that was a module, which is which you could configure as a, a sampler or an effects box or a mixer, I think, with, you know, a, a synth rather. So synth and effects and all that. And it was really forward thinking. And they've obviously code really to, to get all of this stuff working. Um, but it just feels... It feels a little bit too expensive. It's too near a TR8S and not close enough to kind of teenage engineering um, one of those little boxes. Or do you know what I mean? And I'm not. It, it sort of should be in the middle, and it's too far up towards the high end. Because I'm really tempted, but that's that's too much money for me. I think to buy mm. something. I mean, you could. You yeah, could it's small. It's right with an right, iPad, you know? couldn't you? Really, you know, mm, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. an iPad and lots of decent. As we know, there's lots of decent software uh, for that. Maybe doesn't look as sexy using an iPad, but uh, you know I've seen quite a few people using them, and the results are amazing. Well, I think, but that, I think you yeah. could use it augmented with something. You know, maybe an MPC mm. or a Digitact or Digitone, mm. and mm. use some, one of these little things with it. Yeah. I'm yeah, just going to reboot think, my router, and I'll jump straight back yeah, in okay. just in case right, that's no going to help. Right? I think I think the I think the other thing that uh, um, that I would say is because I when when we did the uh, lemon drop and the fireball. I was like, gosh, Aaron, you know, Aaron, who's the, the main guy, these are quite expensive. You know, what's the justification? Because, you know, it's, I'm going to have to kind of address that in the review. And he said, well, actually, you know, the thing is, is we use top, we, we, even though it's only your eighth inch, we're using really top end A to Ds and D to As. Uh, and you do hear that there is a difference. You know, it's not crummy. It's not a crummy audio quality. That's for sure. Um, so, yeah, it's just some things. It just feels like it. Even if they made the box bigger, it would sort of somehow <laughs> make it feel like mm. it. It's bizarre, isn't it? It's like a perception issue, I think, more than anything else. But uh, okay, uh, let's. Um, I think what I'll do now is I'll just I'll just say uh, have a word from our friends over at uh, um, uh, well, it's Isotope's turn to go first this week. I think Isotope Producers Club is a one of a kind membership for producers ready to take their tracks to the next level. Once you join, you'll gain access to powerhouse Isotope plugins and a curated selection of tools from our partners, such as Melodyne from Celimony. 
Plus. As long as you're a member, you'll get every future update to the Isotope plugins in your membership for no extra cost. We'll also regularly serve you new curated content like exclusive inspiration-sparking sample packs and preset packs, and industry-leading training ranging from our own tutorials to vocal production lessons from the world-renowned Berkeley Online, taught by Grammy-winning producer and engineer, Prince Charles Alexander. With new content being added every month full of valuable production techniques, tips and tricks, and solutions to common production problems, becoming a member is an investment in your career that grows as you and your career do. For more information on Isotope Producers Club, head to isotope.com. And don't forget, if you want to save, uh, I think it's 10% actually, off all of their plugins range, including bundles and save and other sale items, uh, you go to uh, isotope.com forward slash Sonic Talk and use the code Sonic10 uh, and it'll uh, it'll give you an extra 10%. And once again, we thank them very much for their support uh, and, and the fans, handsome page. I think we're going to be getting some new creatives from them soon. I know Prince Charles Alexander has been with us for some time. It will be a tearful farewell, but I think... You know, I, I think he's had a good run, so um, I'll, I'll get on to them and we'll get some more stuff. Uh, okay, what's next? Let's just see what would be... Oh, it's it's tough, isn't it? I mean, we did the whole thing with... the with We have mentioned uh, um, uh, Synthfest, but I think it, 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 it's definitely something that is going to, you know, fire the imagination. I suppose we should... There is a bit of an elephant in the room, which we should, we should probably mention, which is uh, this fellow... Bitwig is proud to introduce Spectral Suite, four advanced audio effects for exploring your sounds in new ways. With Spectral Suite, you can now mix and process. Right, there's a load of videos out there on this, uh, but the thing is, is there was a bit of a fumble, unfortunately, because Bitwig do this kind of uh, ongoing, I mean, well, hold on, let's just rewind, actually. The devices themselves are really cool. They kind of they give you ways to split the audio signal either in spectrum harmonics or loudness and then you can process them separately there was a great video from mylar melodies which has since come offline but i think that's partly because of what i'm about to say now because it was actually released as an add-on which was a paid upgrade not a paid upgrade but a paid addition and this kind of got a lot of people quite narky because obviously you know uh, Bitwig used the subscription model where you pay a yearly fee and you get all the upgrades for free. And then everyone was like, well, hold on a minute, this doesn't seem right. And to be fair, I should also say, you know, it did take a few days, but Bitwig have now completely kind of reversed their position on this. They realised that they didn't handle it well. And they, you know, and they've been totally upfront and said, okay, yeah, we were wrong about that. Sorry. It'll all be now part of version, Bitwig version 4.4, and uh, if you paid, you can either get a refund or you can extend your, um, your your payment plan. But it would really put a lot of people's nose out of joint, and there was a bit of a hoo-ha about it. It's not the sort of thing you could do easily, but I, I would like to commend them on their fast uh, um, return, anyway, an about-face. Uh, Yoad, I mean, the, the actual technology behind these plugins, I mean, I know it's probably not anything specifically new, but the presentation and the way that it's done, you, you may not have had a chance to check this out. I know you said you were busy, but uh, have, have you got an idea of what we're talking about? <clears throat> yes, I have. Uh, I, I've not um, I've not had enough uh, time to, to you know, to listen to it, to be honest. But um, I think that um, the concept is really cool because once you have... Um, you know, a possibility to to chain processors 
so Bitwig have a, uh, have a lot of great processors which they can combine together um, to create different chainers, different splitters by frequency, by loudness, by, you know, and by bringing all these, again, low level elements um, you, and bringing them to the user so you will have a kind of high level experience of what's going on underneath. Um, I think that's a really cool, um, cool way of, of doing it. Um, and I think that the way they responded to their users is really remarkable because uh, because it's hard once you once you go in a, in a certain path it's really hard to to revert and uh, and it's really nice uh, that that they did it um, yeah, because yeah. the users you know the being a Bitwig user is like a, I don't think it's like any other um, DAW kind of platform user because you have you're like you you really get into it and you're really passionate about it and uh, and I think that Bitwig are agile enough to take. Uh, and that's a great example, not only about new features, but also about, you know, things that can be improved or changed or, or so it's a dynamic kind of community. And I think it's, it's, it's really cool in that sense. Yeah. yeah. I would like to point out that, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've met the people at Bitwig. It's not like there's a big kind of uh, office full of uh, suits. I mean, they're, they're nice people. And I think they realize that they just, got it wrong and they went okay we'll fix this i mean i know people are saying under pressure yes but i think that's the point of the community the community are involved and they did it and i think that's fine so uh, but jamie yeah it was a bit painful to watch wasn't it people got quite uppity about mm. it and it's understandably so but i'm so glad they did this but have you seen did you get to see the, the mylar melodies uh, video before it came down but uh, if it, i'm sure I it'll know, up, but it was really good no, I, I mean, I know there's so much that goes on in the, the bit we sort of land. I mean, I'm still entrenched in, in my logic, and that's that's all I stick with. So it's a bit like when you go to a restaurant and you order something and somebody else has got something and you want to try theirs <laughs> instead of yours. And um, I'm, I've, I've tried that a few times when I've been over to the store where I get everything over in Preston, and he uses Bitwig, and he showed, oh, you've seen this. And I'm sitting there thinking... God, logic just can't do it. It's like uh, it's like an old uh, sequencer on the ST compared. So, uh, um, I mean, I think it's great that they have sort of turned around. Um, they've obviously put a lot of development and cost into these additions, and yeah. you know, uh, and there's the choice: they either charge upfront or they do subscription. You can't really do the two, can you? So, um, making people no, pay extra. Right. Many do. Many do pay for, you know, you'll, you buy version seven or that year, version eight that year, and then they'll bring something else and you've got to wait until you upgrade. And it should all be sort of included, really. But it is the, the, the way of things. But no, hats off for them to turn around, even though it was, yeah, under, under pressure. At least they've done it. Uh, some yeah. wouldn't. Absolutely. Dom, I think uh, uh, Dominic Hawking, come in, please. <laughs> I'm still glitching. Line two. Still Are glitching. So if there's anyone from BT, we shall see. But um, whilst, I, whilst I have... 
Oh, it's, a, it's a comms thing, really. I always sit on the business side and look at what they've done. I don't think everyone in, in Bitwig is looking to retire that soon on, on their subscription costs. They might be looking to build the company to sell, but they're not going to retire on subscriptions. So someone sat down and said, we're not making enough money. Um, and we spent a hell of a lot on these what to be fabulous plugins. I mean, the concept of frequency-based processing be like a fab filter multi-band compressor compressor or whatever is great you know the idea that you can play around with just the bottom end or the middle or whatever great and they've obviously spent a lot of time doing that so the question is uh do you charge for them not a good idea as we've just seen but communicating it better would have been a little bit bigger help do you put up the price of the subscription for everyone to cover the extra work you're putting in well that's that's what's going to happen at some stage, they're going to have to raise it to cover it. They won't do it now because everyone will say, oh, oh, oh. Um, or do you put in a two-tier subscription mm, in the way to communicate possible. something like this? Um, in the way that the Roland Cloud has, you know, I think there's three on that, the basic and a yeah, pro and an ultimate along those yeah. lines. Um, and I think it would be valid for them to say, look, these plugins, we've literally, you know, just spent half a million quid developing, or whatever the number is, 10,000, 100, whatever. I don't know. But it's clearly enough for them to go, crikey, we can't sustain this development um, by charging more for it. And that's been fed back and got a bit confused. And they go, well, we should charge for that then. In yeah, order to I keep agree. this I mean level of plugin development better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sorry, Dom, you are breaking up, but I, I think we'll we'll stick with it though, because most of we get the gist of most of what you're saying, and it's coming through. So I do apologise cool. if you're. It, it's uh, St Professor Stanley Unwin in the uh, in the house. Uh, <laughs> that, that will be. Yeah, look it up. Look it up. You'll find a video there somewhere. But yeah, I mean, fair play to them, and uh, and as as. Um, as, as Joel was saying, they're quite an evangelical bunch. And Jamie, you were saying, because Logic always used to be the compositional, the experimental mm -hmm. thing where you would be wiring things behind the scenes. And, it, and through necessity and popularity, it's had to become a lot more like, well, Pro Tools, basically, you know, to be able to have yeah. a playlisting, big multi-track editing sessions and choosing flips. And, you know, whereas Bitwig now occupies the ground, which is sort of more about the compositional side and the performative side, I think. You know, I mean, there are other do yeah. doors as well, but uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Logic feels like it's uh, been left behind a little bit and it's it's tried to take some ideas from, you know, maybe the Ableton world. And uh, But when you see the things that are happening in, uh, in Max, MSP, it, it, it's just amazing what you can do um you know the level of detail and control that you get and i mean i i struggle just to get midi working in logic <laughs> half the time you know with the synth so um yeah i mean i definitely would love to have a, a bit of a tryout with that May, maybe the subscription element is probably where i'll go to i did try it with personas actually with studio one but there was so much to install my machine just said no i'm not playing so um um i don't know I, I've not really got a problem with subscription now. I, I have with Roland Cloud ever since the beginning, and at first it seemed a bit, you know, a bit sort of tight. Well, now there's more stuff, isn't there? Yeah. Brilliant now. It's brilliant now. So, yeah, I might check yeah. that out, actually. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, that, I'm glad we got through to that one. Uh, let's see what the time is. We've probably got enough time for another one. Let me see what, uh, what we'll do. We've got that one, we've got that one, we've got that one. Uh, I'm just trying to find a kind of... Uh, oh yeah, Cherry Audio Signs. I think we should briefly mention that uh, just because it's a new thing from them and it's it, it's not a kind of looky-like, you know, it's not a, an emulation. Yes, this was announced last week. 
again, 4 Operator FM seems to be all the rage at the moment, and I think that's at the heart of this voice, but of course, with loads and loads of... I must admit, that UI is... is kind of... is, is a bit... Uh, um, Excuse me. Cross-eye inducing. There was a lot of stuff there. Wave shaping oscillators with FM and a whole bunch of filters. Incredibly fat. Yeah, it's an intra multi-mode ladder filter. Uh, yeah, just a, a whole bunch of them. It looks good in these small, uh, small things. When you see the whole thing at, at one go, it's perhaps a little bit overwhelming, I would say. All the stuff you'd expect. It's an interesting one, I think. I mean, because Cherry Audio have been absolutely smashing it when it comes to the uh, to kind of bringing out the various uh, uh, plugins and uh, emulation stuff, and then their prices are knocked down. I mean, I would argue perhaps they haven't been the most wow-inducing sonically, but in terms of the, to use, uh, they're absolutely fine. I'm not kind of criticising that. And I think, because I had a look at the, uh, what was the last one that came out? And I was sort of messing around with it. And I just, the, the Elka, the Elka oh, X. And I, I've just, I mean, I couldn't, I, it, what it made me realise with that is perhaps not that they're doing, but the Elka wasn't actually all that <laughs> great. <laughs> anyway, it was big. It was big and beautiful and looked like everybody wanted it, but it didn't sound, didn't really kind of make me go, wow. And I felt the same with the pluggers, so maybe that's not the thing. I, yeah, and I'll come to you first, because I know, you know, I mean, you must keep your eye on these things, because in the plug-in business, and you produce your own instruments and whatnot. Um, have you had a chance to check this out? I didn't. I'm sorry. I was, uh, oh, like I said, right. I was too busy. However, I, I will say that, um, you know, when we did the, the Waves uh, Flow Motion, which is funnily enough, a four operator FM synth, um, we started with that approach of like, you see everything on the screen. And I, I love that approach, but um, the general kind of, you know, understanding was that it's better to simplify it. Um, I think that this approach, this this type of interface is great for FM because it visualizes um, the, you know, what's going on in FM. And this is something we did, uh, uh, how it works. Um, yeah, episode great on. video, definitely check um, it out. And I think that I, I really like that approach for FM because for me, it makes sense. I can see everything and um, I like it. So, uh, but that's, a, that's, you know, I think that people will, will connect to that, to that concept of, uh, of, of working FM and will also learn more about FM because it kind of demystifies it. You just see everything and you understand what's controlling what and, and the kind of relationship between the modulators and the carriers and all that. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think it's cool. Well, we've always said, isn't it? I mean, the, the FM synthesis is a, is a, is a sort of uh, synthesis technology that has just been waiting for the right UI to kind of make, make it... Uh, 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 Kind of more approachable, and the flow uh, flow machine does does that. Flow motion does that, and also uh, the op six, the core op six, which I I don't know if it's discontinued because they did do a dump of those in the US, didn't they? They're, and they've just done another one of those. I don't know. Uh, um, yeah, I, uh, thirty nine dollars basically. I mean, it's hard to argue with that, whatever the sound, because it's it's got a lot going on, right? 
Yeah, yeah, I, I bought it. Uh, I think it's it's really it, like you at first. I looked at it at first. I thought my eyes going funny. Um, it was like they crammed so much, but there was this marketing element of uh, putting the sine wave in there. But uh, a lot of synths, really, you you know, they're just your basic shapes. You turn them up, detune them, and then bang, you're onto the filter. But there's so much you can change just in the oscillator sections, and it's really all about sine waves and how you can manipulate them with wave folding um, and wave shaping, and you're creating all these extra harmonics. And each of these little stages can be modulated by LFOs, envelopes, that sort of stuff. Um, so you get all this range of tone before you even hit a filter. You don't need to use the filters. Um, and, and, you know, it It can sound like a, just a normal VA. You can sound, you can do bits of uh, FM. Um, so it's it goes beyond FM, I think. Uh, I've only just sort of delved probably far for now. I made it, knocked up a couple of sounds, but I'm thinking, yeah, it's all right. It's not bad. But I've got quite a lot of Cherry Audio stuff, and how they do it for the price they do, I've no idea. Uh, must be some just one guy with a laptop in a porter cabin or something. <laughs> That's his costs. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, it's it's cool. Well, I, I, yeah, I get thing. the feeling that I get the feeling they might be squeezing all of the all of the essence out of one poor coder who is obviously quite brilliant. Um, but yeah, I mean that's yeah. just the way you have to do. It. I don't know, Dom. You might know developing plugins yourself as well. I mean, some of their stuff sounds pretty good. Oh, you're well, I think he's got the same engine in. I know you're not. Uh, well, no, I'm not, am I? Oh, for goodness sake. No, you're not. Sake. It's just Hang your... On. No, I'm not. It's, it's your, the glitch. No, you're not. It's, 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 it's the, the delay. Mm. Speak. Speak now. What a pain. What a pain. So sorry for everyone watching who wanted to hear my brilliant opinion on all this stuff. I do. <laughs> <laughs> you do. Um, yeah, it's okay. I mean, I, I, like, I really like the price points of those things. And um, it's clearly kind of the same engine, I guess, that they're, they're, they're putting this stuff into. I don't think the... I much prefer them making their own synths like this one rather than replicating others. There's so many other replications. All those are good. Um, I don't think they particularly sound exactly the same as them. And I don't really care about that. I'd like to have something that sounds a bit different, to be honest. Um, but yeah, the price point is is kind of setting off a few flares in the industry, I guess. And the rate at which they're producing stuff has been pretty insane recently. So I'm a, I'm, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan. There was a, they were on, um, on a live stream in the last couple of weeks. It was quite interesting to hear and how they were, you know, they were spending a lot of time making their, uh, their software sound like the originals, making the emulation sound. And I think it's probably better now to spend that time making new synths like this with better UEs and, and, and actually coming up with new sounds because it's a, it's a very saturated market. But it's, um, it's a bit like the Behringer stuff, I guess. You know, it's opening up this stuff to a whole realm of mm. people who wouldn't necessarily have access to it when the plugins are 100 150 150 pounds. So, it's, yeah, I think it's brilliant. Yeah, well, I think Artoria did it, didn't they, with uh, with pigments, which actually is a great in, an interesting kind of synthesizer. And it was one of the, was am I right, Jamie? Was it their first um, original synth? Their first original ones, yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. yeah. So uh, there's yeah, definitely it, it, was it pigments that wasn't so was it pigments that wasn't so good when it came out, and then the pigments two kind of suddenly turned into something pretty Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Right, I mean, it was yeah. okay when it came out, but the Pigments 2 really kind of suddenly came together and became a really, really, really good unit, I think, from what I remember. Yeah, and that was very right. visual, as you say, as well. Really good. Do you do um, software 
patches as well, or do you mainly concentrate on hardware synth patches? Well, it's mainly hardware, um, though I have done for Yuhei, um, I've done Diva and the uh, Repro 5. Repro 5 is great, um, especially. I mean, I'd done a bank of patches for the Profit 10, and right after I did Repro 5, and some of them, they were just spot on uh, in terms of the tone. Um, and it was just really a little bit of drifting in the pitch that you could hear the difference. Um, so they're, they're really accurate. But the, yeah, Cherry, they've got their own sound, uh, put it that way. Um, mm. And But I, I think, you know, it's a cracking uh, thing. I, I, the thing is, though, with it being $39 or whatever it is, uh, I wouldn't make patches for it. Uh, for the simple reason, I'd have to charge a similar amount for the actual <laughs> synth, um, you know, because it, it, it can take you, you know, a month to to make about hundred patches. And if this is, you know, it's my day job, so uh, you know, yeah, people are going to moan at me straight away. So I tend to work, yeah, on hardware since That's my thing. That's what I enjoy because it's the the as we all know the the physical aspect. I mean, I'm just sitting here in front of uh, this oh, beauty right now. So uh, nice. it's. Um, yeah, I'd much rather play with this, though. It's a bit weird when you, uh, for the videos I did for the Repro 5, I actually used the Profit 10 as the controller. <laughs> so it infuriated a few people. I don't know why. Hey. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, I was going to ask about that whole kind of hardware versus software thing, you know, in terms of creating sounds, the physical relationship that you have with it, and also you get the control mm. law and all of those things. I mean, there are some controllers that allow you to twinkle with the control law. We've we've spoken about it, which helps. Uh, uh, yeah, I was not uh, the OBX8 was there with uh, Chris Calcutt. I was trying to get a video with him because he, he, the one I'd reviewed went there, and it, and I and I said, is that the one? Is it still got? And it still had my patches that I'd named in there as well. So, it, so if you played one there, it maybe if you made it all the way up to uh, group 14 you may have heard, or 15 i think it was you may have heard some of my patches uh, so uh, yeah i'm i'm hoping that they um, they pleased you or whatever but yeah it was a big cue for that one definitely mm. <laughs> definitely um okay right well i think we might get into some questions now because we're getting onto that time uh it feels like it's about about right so i'm just gonna i'm gonna go for a, a, a quick synth fest one and this one is uh, i posted it via uh for Nick Howes because um, it, it came through before we'd uh, switched it all on. So from Nick Howes, uh, for those who attended, what was the standout product of SynthFest? And uh, and there's another question uh, on it. Uh, and as a follow-up, is it time people stop building yet another replica of certain instruments, e.g. Moog, 303, 808, 909, etc.? So that's something for everybody because obviously Yoad wasn't there. So uh, let's, okay, um, I'll, I'll go to you. I mean, I'm not sure how much time you got to, to spend doing that. It's a bit tricky, a bit of a tricky question because you were working. So yeah, what was your I, I, I mean, don't, Well, I got there Friday night, so there were a few bits that I could uh, sort of try out. Um Standout things for me, there was the, oh, who was it? They did this little foot controller, uh, but it had a big oh, screen the on there. And yeah, that's that's the one. Yeah. yeah, I think I've got the card somewhere. That, I like the we'll idea video of that. that. Yeah, not so much um, synthesizers and that because, you know, um, there's not been a huge amount of new synths come out anyway, as we all know. Um, but, it, yeah, the control aspect, that's that's what I thought was... was um, um, stood out, and also, of course, the um, uh, that mixer that the uh, the, the Godfather lot. Oh, did. the Godfather, um, yeah, yeah, that. Yes. I mean, I, I remember their first, Yeah, they did their first video, uh, and that was hilarious. Um, 
But the whole concept of having a mixer as a performance tool, there hasn't been many. There was, what, Roland with the MX-1 that did a little bit of it, all in the digital round, but then there's this that's got the four channels with the effects and compression and all that, and I can see that someone standing and performing with that. Um, that was good, yeah. Yeah, uh, that is good. I mean, th this uh, this is great. They're Sicilian, and they. I, I will play a little bit of this just purely because you've got to see it. It's it's. The, I think it's possibly the best launch video I've ever seen, and probably a reason that they got such high funding on the Indiegogo. Uh, so this is this is the uh, video for this. They went full Coppola. I don't think we get to see it's it for really ages, actually, but yeah, do it? it's not very synth related, but it's a great. They've really they're really playing on the whole Godfather thing, and it gets better and better. And it's this beautifully put. It's an absolutely beautiful piece of video. We did shoot something with them. Uh, Gaz did the interview, but yeah, it looks very interesting. I was trying to figure out, you know, it's like it's a four channel mixer. It's about a thousand euros, mm. so per channel it's pretty expensive. But each of those channels, uh, they've got saturation, side chain. Uh, there's delay, reverb, compression, and CV control. Uh, it's actually quite comprehensive. It's more of a, a multi-effects slash. I, I mean, I was hoping that the four channels were stereo, but I don't think that they are, which is, I may be wrong there, but uh, that's pretty cool. Dom, I don't know, you probably didn't get all that much time. There were two of you on the booth, so you must have had a break. I saw you step away a couple of times. Yeah. What did you see? I did, I did. Uh, um well, I liked I liked that that you just you just shown. There's there's a missing point in in mixers. I'm still trying to find a mixer that works with my modular and maybe an Octatrack or a Deluge to do some Emom style live stuff with the right aux sends. There's definitely I won't go into exactly what I need, but there's a soft spot there. And this is almost it. If it had a couple more channels, the one it looks really good. Um, I came across a company called Wonky Stuff uh, who make modular hardware but it's the not euro rack size it's like smaller uh and oh, it really cheap you know 20 pound 15 pound for a module uh it is ae indeed now i didn't know anything about this a modular standard stuff and um, wonky it's wonky stuff.net and i thought this was um still another gateway drug into modular to be fair but a much cheaper gateway drug into modular um and they uh he just popped up and said hello and i just thought what's what's wonky stuff to and i wasn't even aware of the ae modular kind of standard and i was really shocked at the cost of the price of the you know you can get so that was my kind of that was my kind of find yeah, nice, nice. Uh, I, I, I would like to put a shout out for, and I've got it here actually, because this was one of the things that I was going to, we, we, I, I just want to put, uh, see if I can find it. I've got a video for this as well, uh, which is uh, that one. Uh, sorry about all of the, I didn't cut the ads off this, unfortunately, but thank you to our sponsors, Artoria and GP Audio, for their support of the uh, of the uh, the show. It really does help. It means that we can afford to eat. And uh, so even... here at Synthfest 2022, and one of the great things about Synthfest is, apparently... look, it's got MIDI. It's got MIDI. Just to add to the confusion. This is <laughs> the Suzuki so, yeah, Waruka so Koto. I think we heard some sound. This is this was a uh, sound gas. Oh, I'm trying to find it. Anyway, that was and and uh, Andy, uh, who was filming that piece, was so enamoured that he went on eBay and found one, uh, and it's on its way. So we're going to have one here, and I could use it in a Friday Fun Jam. So that's my favourite thing, <laughs> it, it, you know, because it was so unexpected. But uh, yeah, anyway. Um, 
so I suppose the next part of the question was uh, uh, what what about have we had enough is it time people stop building yet another replicant of cer certain instruments Moog 303 909 808 I mean I can understand that do you think there's enough uh, enough already Yoad? Uh, uh, in, you know with sound and with what we're doing enough is not the word that kind of uh, <laughs> is relevant is it Otherwise, we, we wouldn't be here um, yeah, because enough is um, for me is a laptop with, uh, you know, a guitar and a jack, whatever you, you have everything you need, but everything else, all the those, you know, desirable items uh, are just fun and uh, guitars and synths and pedals and, and desks and whatever, you know, I just love it. So, uh, I don't know, um, regarding the Godfather mixer, you know, if you connect the Moog mother to the Godfather mixer, you may end up with some teenage <laughs> engineering. Anyway, I had to say that, but, uh, um, yeah, I think that, that I, I wonder about the Godfather, um, how, since it's digital, how does it feel, you know, when you turn the knobs? Do you have like a sort of feeling? Because I think that it wants to, to be like a rotary DJ mixer, really. And those analog ones, you really feel it when you, you know, when you turn the knobs. And I wonder if you, if you have the same sort of, because it's really hard with digital encoders to, you know, to, to, to have that effect. And yes. I wonder how, how it feels, because I'm sure it sounds great, but, uh, and it's a cool idea, and especially being in a, in a Eurorack format and all that, I wonder if it has the, the oomph. Um, which is a combination of the sound and what and how do you how you get to that sound so whether it's you know it's um, basically when you turn a knob what happens because that's that's what it's all about it's a combination of the ballistics of the of the actual knob and what you're hearing and how it affects you and the the eye to hand kind of feedback and 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 all that or eye to ear or ear to hand or whatever um so that that's interesting uh and that's only something that you can you have to be there to yeah that's true you know that's true yeah yeah no i agree i mean if that's the thing with midi what was that we were talking about something which actually had the ability to edit curves and ballistic it certainly control law for each of them was it the um was it the thing that you got done the um i can't remember what the name of the 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 the, the uh, midi controller is the spanish one that you uh that you have that's got the touch screen um 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 um, 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 um you mean the uh that one with the four the electro one that you talk about that as a controller? electro one that's, that's right one. yeah I, or... i'm sure i was reading oh, the... there was something oh, you're talking about the vec the vector ah okay the vector 
Maybe I am. I can't remember Maybe. now, but I think there's a way to do it. Yeah. Vector. Sorry, Dom. The, you're you're uh, you're you're, you're, with, you're, with you're about twenty seconds behind. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. We got that. Thank you. Okay. All right. Let's do another question then. Uh, while we're at it. Um, so this one is from uh, Fancy Pants um, IRC. How do you choose the right effects for a synth? Do you treat the patch as an instrument like bass? Are you finding the right effects for synth sounds is still a mystery to you. How do you do it? Any tips? I'm going to come to you first, Jamie because you are of course a patch creator for a living what uh what do you what do you how do you choose it i mean do you obviously you would go for internal effects mostly because obviously if you're creating a full patch you want that control of the whole ecosystem yeah uh, internal effects because they've got to be recreated exactly by the person who's sitting in front of their machine but i mean i i have no issue with effects whether it's on an old analog or or whatever it's um it, it's part of the sound um you know, I treat them like you would treat a filter or whatever. So, um, I mean, there's no clear sort of rules to it apart from um, you're just dialing in, uh, you know, the, the, the tone of your effects. Less is more, pretty much. Um, I tend to use delays rather than reverbs because it keeps the sound up front, um, but then it's embedded a little bit into the release stage of a patch and that's a good way of as well of using delays rather than long releases so you can when you change chord uh, you're not going to get notes cutting out so um ah. but yeah i build it into the actual sound it's part of the sound not make the sound and then stick effects on if you know what i mean yeah, I suppose some synths uh, allow that. And what's interesting with the OBX8, you know, that's the one thing that I really felt was missing a little bit. But I know why they did it, and they've gone for a replica mm. rather than a, a kind of continuation of the OB thing. So, uh, but what well, what effects are you putting on your OBX8? <laughs> what I've done uh, with the Profit Five and Ten is it came to that problem mainly with Profit Five is that it's just a, a mono output. So, and I love stereo, so I found two plugins that were free at the time um, and I made presets for them to go with the patch and I'm doing the same with the OBX8. Um, so I'm using Blue Cat Audio's Chorus and Supermassive for delay stroke reverb. Um, so when you choose patch number one on the synth, you choose one on each of the plugins and you'll sound exactly the same as how I've done it. But, you know, you don't have to use them. You can use whatever you like. But just a, a, a little bit of... Um, it doesn't really need so much in, in terms of chorus, but sometimes you need a little bit of movement uh, and um, a bit of depth. Yeah, it's got lots of width. It's got width, hasn't it? It's definitely got yeah, width. If you it's want got it. that, yeah. and with a bit of tuning between the voices, you'll get that natural kind of gooey chorus going on. Um, but sometimes, you know, you want to control that speed a bit, a bit more. Yeah, you could detune it to so you've got the uh, uh, the beats sort of getting quicker and quicker, or using LFO. But um, yeah. Uh, that's what my sort of approach to it all. But most synths, yeah, they have effects built in, so it's part of the sound. Yeah, an important thing. I've just realised I forgot to uh, play uh, a message from our friends over at Baby Audio, which I better do right now. Uh, Baby Audio makes creative effects. 
Plugins designed to add colour and depth to your mixes. They won Plugin of the Year 2021, Future Music and Computer Music Magazine, and nominated for the SOS Awards two years in a row. Why not try out Smooth Operator, a resonance suppression, equalisation and compression plugin hybrid that automatically eliminates resonances and muddiness. It allows you to shape your track's tonal response, while the plugin automatically eliminates resonances in the background. Get 15% off even when checking out with the code ST15 at babyaudio.com. That's right, say 50%. 15% uh, with the code ST15. Uh, thanks very much for their support. Right, I'll come to you, Yoad. Um, I mean, in a mixing situation, I mean, I guess the thing is, is you know, if you're making packages for Nexus or whatever, so you would approach, would you approach the adding of effects in a different way to the, if you were doing it in a mix? Um, yeah, I think that's a very interesting topic because uh, with my Nexus libraries, I see that a lot of people making like a patch walkthrough videos, you know, on YouTube. And there are some patches where I spent spend hours like kind of evolving textures and sounds and the effects are swirling and stuff. And someone goes, dah, 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 ah. Next one, da, 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 you know, <laughs> and so it, it's very kind of open to interpretation. It's like the mood you're in and what, you know what I mean? It's like, um, uh, so I try to, to get a vibe and to get something going. Uh, and I accept the fact that, that people may well use it for something completely different than what I intended it to be, which is great. That That's what it's all about. Um, but... Um, when I do the demos for Nexus, so usually I, I try to finish the, the, the library as much uh, as, you know, uh, as much as I can. And then I start working on the demo and the demo is just like sometimes 80 instances of Nexus, one after the other. So one will have a few and then another. So the session looks like that with like 200 regions or something. Um, and, and then I don't use any other processor. So everything is done inside Nexus. So I have right. to get the reverb kind of right to work in the mix with other instances of Nexus. So right. a lot of times I just um, go back, tweak the effect, tweak the reverb. It's mostly taking some off and then saving like overwriting the presets so so that's because obviously the presets have to to be compatible with the demo the demo is the demo of the presets so in in that sense it helps me kind of hear the presets in in a context of of a mix um because otherwise the tendency is to Again, it depends on how you play on, and especially the, the, the speed of, of which, you know, of your part. Um, because if you have a long and lush reverb and all that, and, you, and then you play like whatever, a, a 16th notes uh, arpeggio or something like that, then... Um, but luckily, this is one of the things I love about Nexus, is that you have the delay and the, the reverb just in front of you. On a lot of uh, software synths and plugins, uh, virtual instruments, you have to go to another tab and to, you know, kind of search for the reverb or something. And with Nexus on the f on the f main page, you have the, the, the filter section with the filter envelope, the VCA and the effects. 
So that's really, that's kind of part of, it's almost like a, an, an essential part of going through the patches is that you right. very easily dial down the reverb or something. And, uh, uh, and, and also there are four macros in, in Nexus. And I, a lot of times I, I program them to do some interesting stuff with the reverb, like pumping sort of side chaining on the reverb and, and things like that. So to, to, to use them in a creative way. Um, but it's very subjective. It's very, the whole yeah. thing of presets is subjective. Absolutely. It depends I on guess that's what you play and how you play. And that's down to the demo. Uh, Dom, you seem to have uh, switched up there. I guess I think on uh, I'm on the laptop now, but I, I think we've still got the problem. It keeps glitching. So uh, never mind. What was the question again? Uh, the question was, uh, I'm trying to remember now. It was, uh, um, what, uh, how do you choose what, what synth effects to, uh, you know, how do you select uh, what effects to put on a synth? It's just the chorus, delay and reverb, really, and the rest of no, nothing else. That's the holy trinity, isn't it, really? <laughs> <laughs> it is, definitely. That I mean, you kind of start from there. I know I do um, a lot of the time, but it's, it's what the sound needs. But picking up really on what Yerod was saying about macros, I mean, I use the mod wheel as a huge macro, so it's doing multiple things at the same time. I close the filter, but then increase the reverb uh, depth or, or, or uh, time and, and so on and then you've got the whole gradual um you know the whole throw of the mod wheel that you can use and you've got all these different sounds in between so um my sort of process is always about that you can completely change the sound by using the controllers but always get back to the preset without having to touch it off mm. um so That's a good, uh, good yeah. Jamie, i think the key sure is also having yeah, Sorry, I was just going to say, if you can hear me, do people moan when you're demoing your sounds when you put them through reverbs and choruses and delays? Because a lot of people say, I just want to hear it dry. I don't, I don't want to hear any of it. Oh, that I stuff. do get some people say, I want to hear it dry, but you don't hear the real world it dry. Um, and it doesn't really prove anything apart from, you know, uh, if I do demonstrate my sounds, I'm demonstrating my work. I'm not demonstrating, I'm not doing a review. So, you know, this is, if you want these sounds, this is what they sound like. I mean, as it turns out, once for like Profit 5 and 10 and what I do with here, I demo the sound dry, then with the effects that I, I make. But effects are part of sound. They're not separate in my eyes. So um, mm -hmm. I'll use them or I don't use them. It depends on the actual individual patch that I'm making. But what I do, I mean, I've done demos like Yoad, um, but I demonstrate every single patch I do um, in its context, in isolation. So then, you know, people can, I mean, I know, I, I'll look at my website and people have been on there for two hours and I know they're just hitting play and sitting in the background doing something else. Um, you know, and I found that that's my better approach rather than if I did like a techno um, demo of my pack, then people might think that's all the sounds that are in it. Just techno. It, yeah. So we don't. Well, I just, I, I yeah. sounds, I want them to play. Yeah, I think that's well. That's, I get because it's the same for me. I'm demoing patches. You know, I'm not a keyboard player who's spanning a wide uh, range of genres. So I play what I play, and I can only play some things anyway. You know, I can't play insanely complicated riffs that uh, are my a terrible fumble of trying to play the weekend on the uh, on the um, OBX8. But I just thought. 
Oh, well, it doesn't matter. Uh, a great uh, great quote here from Lady Aptitude, Fortune Favours the Wet. I like that one. That might actually be, that might actually be the show title right there. I'm not sure. We'll have to see how that goes. Uh, we, is everybody okay for one more question? Um, I'm trying to clear the backlog. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll do it. I'll assume, and if if, if you've got to go, uh, Yoad, then, you know, just, just raise your hand and we'll get through to it. But uh, let's run this one. One more question. Uh, this is uh, from Boheme via Wagyu. Uh, what is the defining sonic treatment of the t of the century? That's a great question. I, I, don't, I don't know how I would answer that. That's a tricky one. I'm going to come to you, Jamie, while I think about it, just because I can. <laughs> the sonic treatment. So, what the best sort of sound or? or well, I know. I think I think that means what is the defining effect? I suppose. I mean, or the defining, oh, you know, right. the combination oh. of effects. That's probably I, not. I mean, effect, okay. But, but, you could think of a filter as effect, but me, notch filters. I, I just love them. I could make a bank of sounds just as notch filters um, swirling around. You know, they have that gooey, phasery type of sound. In fact, I don't know if I've got one here. Yeah, nice. I could just listen to that all day. So, so that and touch chorus and a bit of uh, verb. <laughs> okay, well, fair enough. I think um, the, in terms of defining, I mean, I th if I understand you right, uh, um, uh, Boheme, I think I would probably say the defining of the century, because we're talking from 20 onwards, I would say it's probably reverb, because reverbs have become yeah, much exactly. more complex. Um, um, do, uh, uh, yeah, well, I think you're going, you might need to re-plug re your uh, USB connector. You've gone a bit Dalek there. So, But yeah, I'd say reverb because we've got algorithmic reverbs. We've got all sorts of, there's been a lot of, and the shimmers and the modulated reverbs. There's been a lot of that this century. So may, I wonder if that's on records though. It doesn't necessarily, it's more perhaps the, I'm not, that's a good question. What do you think, Dom? What's your, what's I was going to say that the shimmers and the granular synthesis, uh, which isn't, it's not really defining, but that's, that's something that's mm -hmm. really, inspired I think I thought it was sonic treatment in the studio and I was actually going to say DSP rather than sticking ah, okay. up in your studio is, mm -hmm. is, the, is the defining thing you know tuning your speakers to your sitting position where DSP and yeah I think um, and and also it's not really a treatment but simplicity is the 20 is a, you mm. know it's the 2020s simply just removing like we're always saying you know knock it down to as few sounds and as good sounds as possible and then it all sounds great i think simplicity is your best treatment as so well. yeah okay so in that so it, it actually the answer could be crappy phone speakers was is the sonic defining sonic treatment because mm. that's why all of our bombastic sounds that we were getting through when we were listening to on larger systems has now been reduced to, uh, it's the it's the Rick Rubin, isn't it? No more than four or five things in a mix mm -hmm. at any time mm. happening at the same time because the listening, mo the, most of the listening uh, uh, destinations won't be able to handle that complexity. Does that uh, does that ring true with you, Yard? Um Yeah, I don't always practice that, but uh, <laughs> because I like kind of uh, sort of, it depending on the on the production and the song and everything, but I like this kind of wall of sound uh, with lots of different elements that kind of are weaved, woven together. You know, I I kind of like that. It makes it kind of massages my my ears. So so I like <laughs> I like that too. Uh, but it comes at a price, and and it's it's hard to 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 get it right. You know, it's really hard to get the drums kind of punching through, uh, and the finishing on the bass, and that when you have like 
analog pads and sequences and strings and guitars and all that and the vocal but that's that's the challenge so so I kind of like arranging those those things together at the same time I also like sparse and kind of in your face mixes but it but like with the effects on presets you know it all depends on what what you're trying to do and and what's the what what's the style of music because some especially synth music but also rock you know it's all based on that kind of impact that you get um, mm. and pop is quite sparse sometimes not I would say in terms of effects I think that the the effect of the past 10-15 years is the, those long kind of reverbs on on vocal samples and on you know that, oh, that sort of uh, sonar kind of uh, sound mm. Um, interesting interesting yeah, yeah. it's i think there's there, there's a lot to be said for the, for the for the way that things have changed uh, up massively i mean there's so many there's so many i i think in in terms of pop music like we said i think the minimalism is was a good shout on because it, it it's it has it, it's become designed in the way that you know music became designed for the 1950s radio and then we got the fm sound it's uh, it's almost the delivery mechanism that defines the the, the, the substance of the music you know it's it, it makes it you know in the same way that uh, back in the day when it was a wax cylinder and a horn you would use violins and clarinets and oboes things that had a very narrow frequency range because you could hear them properly you know you could hear that that would come across you can't hear a double bass on a wax cylinder i mean it's just not happening you know so the delivery method seems to be the thing that actually would uh, would would be the the the, the defining factor but a very good question thank you very much i think we're probably there we're probably at the end and i appreciate everybody uh, in the chats thank you very much for for joining us and for posting your questions we will do some more it's i think what i need to do is kind of set up one where we've just got a, a, an unlimited amount of time and nobody has to go anywhere and we can just kind of get sail through a few of these questions but don't forget if you're interested in joining us at our um uh, event uh, in Bath. Uh, obviously, if you're in the UK, I wouldn't expect anybody to internationally travel. 26th November, if you check the website and uh, uh, check the Facebook, uh, there's all the links to all of that stuff. And I think we'll see, hopefully we'll see some of you there as well. Yeah. Jamie, well, it's well, been a pleasure having you. Yeah, what's what's happening for, next for you? Well, for me, um, I'm from all these EMOMs and all this type of thing I've been doing um, and Synthfest, that's kind of just editing these videos once that i'm back on the overheim to get some uh, patches out so yeah that's oh, about it really. you must be you must be miserable i can't imagine oh, anything it's such and, a hard what a drag it is it is it is <laughs> but i've done i've done uh, my worst jobs uh, so yeah yeah i'm happy this is payback excellent Nice one. Uh, Dom, um, thank you for joining us as well. I'm sorry about your network issues. I hope they do get resolved. Uh, yeah, sorry for my rubbish connection. Um, what's next for you? Uh, tonight, uh, if this gets fixed, I'm going to be on the phone to BT, but if this gets fixed, it's a um, serious stream about mental health on the Mr. Wiggly yes. YouTube channel. So search Mr. Wiggly on YouTube. 
uh, with uh, Oliver Gold, who's an amazing character uh, who's lived through a lot of stuff and well worth a tuning in. Uh, not for the faint-hearted, but nothing to do with synthesizers for a change. And then unusual Sunday live streams on se- at 7 o'clock on Sunday. So 9 p.m. tonight, though, if you fancy joining us, as long as this internet gets fixed. So fingers crossed we should be all right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I hope so too. And uh, yeah, and I guess, you know, you've got so much on the go. You're going to be straight back into a recall now. Um, I don't have to even recall because I I just do a command tab. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I've just finished an, another Nexus uh, library, which hasn't been released yet. But I'm really, really excited about that. It's a guitar expansion. And as you know, and I'm a guitarist, so that's a real connection to to that. And a lot of it is phrases and loops and stuff. I probably shouldn't be saying it because it's unreleased, but uh, I'm really excited about that. And I'm starting on on the next one while mixing, while producing, um, and waves is uh, is very intensive as well. So. Yeah, it's full on. It's full on. But, you know, good stuff. Uh, like Jamie said, it's not, you know, those oscillators are ain't that heavy. You know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Excellent. So, well, thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. It's been a pleasure to have you. Um, and uh, hopefully, we'll have you again. We'll get everybody uh, back up. I just wanted to repoint out uh, that the EMOM event that we're running was also going to be live streamed. So if you can't make it, we will stream the entire thing anyway, much like Jamie's already done pioneering work there. So uh, we're just. Uh, we're going to do much the same stuff. So we've still got four, well, 40 days pretty much until that goes. Uh, so please do check that out. I should have like a third that I should post in, but I, I wasn't ready. Um, hopefully we'll, we're, we'll um, yeah, do do book, uh, book your tickets because it, I mean, we're, we're having a very nominal charge just to cover the PA and the venue hire. But uh, so uh, well, hopefully we'll see you all there and we'll know uh, how many people are coming and we can plan accordingly. Anyway. That's it for this week. Thank you very much, everybody. Sonic Talk uh, episode 732 is now over. We'll see you all next time. Take care. Bye-bye now.